Welcome to the Warning Track Power Hour. I'm Andrew Scaff. He's Mike Werman. We're going to recap the NFL's week six action, talk about the Major League Baseball playoffs, then uh, preview week seven in the NFL. Uh, Mike, well, I guess we'll start with uh, Chiefs lost a close game at home against Buffalo. Uh, how, how does the season look now that uh, the Chiefs have dropped this close game? Well, I don't think it looks too bad, really, for the Chiefs. They, you, you might remember last year they lost uh, a game to the Bills in much worse fashion than this. And then they came back and nearly got the top seed in the uh, AFC and did end up with home field advantage throughout the playoffs um, and beat those same Bills later at Arrowhead in that memorable division divisional game. So... Given what happened last year, the Chiefs are looking pretty good, I think. Uh, Buffalo is perhaps the team to beat. Maybe they aren't going to slip up the way they did last year against some kind of lesser teams. Uh, They lost the Jaguars last year, I think. They lost a couple of sort of a couple of bad games. Like they they ended up losing six games. So um, that was, yeah, they were, you know, a good team, but they lost those games to the not-so-good teams a lot of the times. And, well, this year their division is looking better, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if Miami's quarterback situation stabilizes with Tua's return. Jets have been lively. They're 4-2. And, two. and uh, the Patriots seem like maybe they've turned it around with Bailey Zappi. And so, you know, they're think three and three now so you know I, th- I think the the bills might have a tougher a tougher division than the, the chiefs uh which didn't seem likely at the outset of the season so given the that part anyway i think the chiefs look okay How, what do you what, what do you think yeah I, yeah i think they're uh, much improved from last year especially on that defensive side i, mean, I think offensively I think, I think they're almost there it's just a few little um, timing things with the receivers and, and uh, Patrick Mahomes. Those are things I think that will get worked out as the, the season progresses. But uh, I, I'm not I'm not very worried about the Chiefs at all. I think that if that game was one quarter longer, I think it could have gone the other way. If, um, yeah, I think, just I a think few that you officiating calls go different ways, the game could have been completely different. Also, uh, yeah, that was a close game. Worried. It was. I think I don't think you could really determine which was the better team. In some ways, Buffalo should have had it easier because the Chiefs' defense was missing so many starters. Mm-hmm. This was probably the healthiest Buffalo has been for a while, mm-hmm. and um, so I think, given the fact that yeah, the Chiefs basically two of the top three cornerbacks were still out, Willie Gay wasn't there, mm-hmm. and he's supposed to be back potentially this coming week. This week, yeah, or... I think he's getting back from his suspension this week. It looks like Trent McDuffie is getting back this week as well, and. Yeah, I, I think the offense is looking a little bit better, at least at times. The running game is still iffy at best. And I think it's because they play Clyde Edwards-Alaire so much. It seems like they give him a lot of time to develop. And if he has a rough start at first, they keep him in and let him go. But if mm-hmm. uh, McKinnon or Pacheco have like one bad carry, it seems like they're not going to be in it too much anymore. Pacheco gets maybe one carry 
and if it doesn't go well, then it's that's it, right? Yeah, it's that's what it's, it seems strange that they, they have. McKinnon didn't have as good of a game this week either. No, but had didn't have many opportunities after. No. Not a great carrier to you. Yeah, and and I think maybe we have Lucas Niang coming back. He might replace Andrew Wiley on the right side. And that might make things a little easier for Mahomes rather because he had to be more of a magician. Mm. Uh, basically, every, you know, every throw was more. Di- he had a higher degree of difficulty on a lot of his throws than than, than Allen did. And Allen had the, open the guys. last throw that um, ended, ended the game was a pretty tough. <laughs> yeah. Option for him. Yeah. B- Buffalo's defense, I think, is better than the Chiefs defense at this point, especially with the injuries the Chiefs have. But. I think, and that was one advantage. I think the, the the sometimes you see well Josh Allen has is that his defense is very good. If he has an off game, his defense is going to pull him through. Mm-hmm. And when they play the Chiefs, you know he doesn't have as high a degree of difficulty as Mahomes usually has it when he because he plays the Bills defense, which has been the last couple of years one of the best in the league. And it's you know it's, it's it was a, it was a very close matchup. I think either team could have won. And that's just how it ended up. And I, I was, I was actually worried that Chiefs might get blown out. I thought that was a possibility. Uh, I still battled the Chiefs. I thought they could win, mm-hmm. but uh, it turns out I lost by one point on that. That because of that was, you know, your, was your only unsuccessful bet this week. My only unsuccessful bet, we, and by we, and by a single point, yeah, by a single point. We but we both kind of bounced back from our historically awful uh, week last week. So maybe maybe the, uh, better times are ahead. But I'm not. Yeah, I like like you. I'm I'm not. I I I didn't feel as bad about the Chiefs' loss as I thought. If they lost, I would feel. I guess. I think a lot a lot of um, Kansas City fans uh, um, really expected the loss, and maybe even predicted it to be a blowout, like you like you mentioned. And, and the fact that they were in it, I think they had a chance to win, but you know, it just didn't quite work out that way. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody really thought that, that they couldn't win when they had a minute, minute, and four seconds, five seconds, whatever it was, mm. when they got the ball back and Mahomes was there, you know, 75 yards down the field. I think they had a couple, I think they had two timeouts even. So, play time, yeah. I think, yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody thought the game was lost at that point until the interception was thrown. And then that kind of that descended it. But, you know, you that could have the, um, into the first half, there was they didn't they didn't draw attention to the fact that they the Chiefs had a 12 second drive to get a field goal at the end <laughs> of the first half, which actually beat their uh, 13 second drive to get a field goal at the end of the um uh, the playoff game last season. Right? Yeah, yeah, that was one where they had uh they ended up with 12 seconds. Uh, Bu- Buffalo did try the squib kick this time. Mm-hmm. I think they're like 19 seconds left, and that took about six or seven seconds off the clock. Yeah. And but still, yeah, they got they got enough yardage, and then Butker had enough. Like the sixty-two yard field goal was it could have been good for several more yards. It was it was a perfect kick. Then of course it was followed up by his miss on from fifty-one. And you know, but you know, it's making one out of two fifty for sure. How about the um, the uh, Chiefs' uh, field goal distance record? Standing for all of one week, six days. Poor, poor Matthew Wright. He had a 59-yarder that really kind of um, moved the Chiefs, I think, towards victory. I think, and at the end of the half, they were having a rough go of it. Wright had 
was kind of spotty as at best that day, but he kicked a 59 yarder going into halftime after that bad call against Chris Jones. And, and so he had, he had that, and he could always like hang, hang his hat on. So I had the Chiefs mm. record for longest field goal. And it was, you know, just six days later that it was uh, bested by, by Butker. By, by his replacement, by Wright's replacement. Yeah. <laughs> ah, off the roster, out of the record books. Six days. Six days. Yeah. Hmm. So, it, any other f- thoughts on the Chiefs going forward? Do you, now, now it seems like the Chiefs and the Chargers now are tied for first place mm-hmm. in the division. They're each four and two after the Chargers, I guess, not, not so impressive victory over the Denver Broncos. I guess the kicker uh, for the Chargers had some heroics, but yeah, a hideous game to watch. I I, I yeah. watched a lot of it and uh, not not impressed by either by their team. And, yeah, it uh, seemed like the Chargers saved their best game for the Chiefs, mm. and they haven't played anywhere near that level the rest of the rest rest of the season. But they're still four and two, given I guess their their schedule. But even in that game, they they got a benefit of a lot of pass interference penalties against Denver. Some of them were fairly touchy, but they uh, picked up a lot of uh, of uh, penalty yards that uh, benefited them quite a lot. Yeah, and still still didn't manage to score a lot, even with the uh, referee assistance. Yeah, no, even there, kind of hideous offensive performance. You know, they're really injured in the backfield. Now Latavius Murray is their leading running back for some reason. It was, was Gordon, I didn't see, was Gordon hurt during the game or was it just they just went to Murray all the time? I think he was injured in the last game. I think in the, in the game the previous week, he may have been injured. Uh, um, oh, well, maybe, the, maybe the big um, news from the Chiefs, I think today announced that they've um, restructured Kelsey's contract to uh, convert a lot of his uh, base salary to a signing bonus. So they've now freed up like about three and a half million dollars in uh, cap space for potentially going after a trade perhaps or a free agent pickup in the next week or two. Yeah, it's hard to... Well, you know, are there Free agents, I guess the free agent that probably is the most biggest name out there is Odell Beckham. Right. But the Chiefs don't really do very well with new receivers, really bringing them in very quickly. Mm And Dominican Sue is out there. The Chiefs have had some defensive line problems other than Chris Jones. Is he he a a solution as a free free agent pickup? Possible. I kind of hope not, but... uh... I'm not, not a fan. Never been a fan. Even back to his Nebraska days, not a fan. He is kind of a dirty player. <laughs> but he gets the job done. If he's on your side, it's good to, <laughs> good to have you him. Like that. You're, you're okay with getting some of those um, jerk players. I remember uh, <laughs> I remember a line I'm pretty sure that, that you had at one time. was like, But if he's your jerk, then it's fine, right? Yeah, yeah. He, mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's a colorful character that way. He can... 
you know, I think having a having a heel or two on your team to uh, really get in the face of other players. I think Chris Jones is kind of working his way to do that. I think he's too likable to really be a good heel. Uh, but he gets you know these penalties and trips people and he he does these things like that. Um, but Sue would be a good you know I think I I think he would be a good pickup because uh, 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 Trishawn Wharton got uh, hurt. Uh, I don't think the Chiefs really are getting much out of the defensive line uh, except for Jones. Their run defense has been a little soft in the last few games. Their pass rush has been not that great. And maybe having another big guy in the middle mm. could. I guess there's been some talk too that um, with the um, Matt Rule's departure in in uh, Carolina, that many of the players there may be um, up for grabs to some extent. I, I think they have a they have a defensive end, but they've been talking about um, as a potential trade target for the, for the Chiefs. But also, also McCaffrey has come Mr. up. McCaffrey, available, yeah. Uh, which was a little surprising, but it, it sounded like they want maybe multiple first-round picks. For a running back? Yeah, it seems so really strange. That is, a, that is a really spotty at best uh, injury. Injury history. Well. Yeah, I think maybe you give, if you're the Chiefs, you could give them a, a for maybe one first round, which would be, if you're the Chiefs, you think you're hoping they'll be the 32nd pick. And that would be... I think good for McCaffrey. McCaffrey has owed a lot of money, but this year he's not owed very much. And I think next year is, mm. I think his contract can be restructured if you want to keep him. He's still fairly young. He has more explosive. He's more explosive than Edwards Alaire for sure. I think. And Dur- I don't know. Durability he's, seems to be durability is the problem. He's great out of the backfield. Worried about yeah. He's he's you know supreme. He's you know one of the top two or three, if that, um, most talented mm. running backs in the league. If he's on, if he's healthy, but yeah, he's in some ways also you don't want you don't want the Bills to pick up Christian McCaffrey. That's the other thing is yeah, do you go after somebody just to keep him away from from the Bills? Because I, I think they have cap space too, right? They were looking at other people from what it sounded like um, to fill in. It seems like they're they're at least the Bills are like more or less singularly focused on on beating the Chiefs. Yeah, this is their. Um, this is it's, it's yeah, it was their Super Bowl basically, beat the Chiefs in the regular season this year. It's like it was kind of the chart. The Chargers, you know, geared up so much for the Chiefs, and so did the Bills. I think kind of like the way I think the Chiefs really geared up to beat the Buccaneers this this year. Right. That was their. That was their game that they really wanted to show something all the none of the other games i think have had that intensity and yeah we hope that maybe maybe the chiefs are playing 49ers next week that maybe the rematch of the super bowl they'll want to uh show show that they're superior to mm-hmm. jimmy g and company mm-hmm. but yeah I, I it's the chiefs have been pretty inconsistent so far in terms of how the offense has played, you know, sometimes it's been, they've had a good running game, sometimes not. Sometimes they've had, you know, the defense has been really good, sometimes not. It's they've been kind of up and down, but they're still, I think, one of the, still one of the top teams in the league, looking looking at the rest of the way these 
games have gone. If you watch the, like you said, you watch that Chargers. Uh, uh, the, the Bears and the uh, Commanders, how bad that was. You know, there's been a lot of bad football or the, or the Tampa Steelers game, you know, games like those that are yeah. slogs. Right. Yeah, it hasn't been. There have been a lot of, yeah, a lot of games like you mentioned. Yeah, been near, basically unwatchable. <clears throat> and a lot of the primetime games have been really terrible. <laughs> that, that's yeah. a bit like harder. Yeah, poor Al Michaels hasn't seen a, <laughs> a good Thursday. Well, he's not a good Thursday night game with the, the, the Chiefs Chargers, but since then there haven't really been too many highlights on Thursday. That that one was early enough in the season that um, I mean the te- the teams weren't aren't all um, just exhausted for the Thursday games like maybe maybe that's just how it's going to be like the um, first and maybe second Thursday night games are are tolerable and the rest of them are just going to be awful yeah. because they're just um, I don't I don't think players can be ready for those the way they're ready for a Sunday game after six days off. Um, that's just that's just what it seems. But it seems like you would think, well, maybe the offense uh, and maybe the offenses will be strong because the defenses won't be able to figure out, you know, what to do or something like that, you know. Like, yeah, but it's been, like, bad on both sides of the ball rather than, like, oh, the offenses have been running rampant or, or whatever. Um, so I'm just looking at – so we – Eight, not this week. So Saints Cardinals is this week on Thursday. The next week is Ravens at Buccaneers, which might be a decent game. Should be, but I, neither team has been playing particularly well. You know, week eleven, five hundred clubs right now. Week eleven is the Titans at the Packers. That might be an okay game. You skipped right over the Eagles Texans. Eagles Texans. Yeah, I, I did not think Eagles Texans. Falcons Panthers. I'm also not uh, really excited about. Uh, in week uh, 10. There's no week 12 game because of Thanksgiving, which seems, no, I guess... There's like three games then. Thanksgiving, yeah. I guess it doesn't count as a Thursday night Amazon game. I guess they're all on... All on oh, yeah, they're all, they're all on network TV. Yeah. It's, that's uh, Bills, Lions, Giants, Cowboys, Patriots, Vikings. The, okay. The full Thursday slate then. So the Patriots get two weeks in a row on Thursday. Because they play week 13. This Bills Patriots week 13 could be a good game. Raiders Rams might be all right. There's some, I think there's some interesting matchups as, as time goes. Who the Titans get two Thursday games? <laughs> okay, Cowboys Titans last week. So I think maybe the matchups might, might turn around for Thursday, but so far, not that great. Not we'll gonna this... Jacksonville Jets. <laughs> that's not a, that's not a good one. That's not one that I have highlighted anyway. It could turn out to be a great game. Zach Wilson against um, uh, what's his name for the for the <laughs> Jaguars? Uh, oh, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. That's what it. Yeah, I, I couldn't get Tyler out of my head. Yes. That's easy to do that, yeah. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor, which sort of boring white guy T name is it? (laughs) Oh, yes. Tyler, Trevor. Yeah. (laughs) 
Well, back to that to that Chiefs game. I picked the Chiefs minus three, and I lost that one. But you won your bet. You you predicted, correctly predicted it to be an under. Mm-hmm. What was the final? What was the total? That was yeah. the the over under number was fifty four. The final was uh, twenty four. So com- comfortably, yeah, ten points sure. under the under over line. I'll take that every time. Yeah, we each we each finished two and one last week. Um, my second bet was the Bengals Saints game, and the Saints I, Saints were favored by one and a half. They won by four, thirty to twenty six. That was a game where Bengals had to come from behind to win. So I was, I was a little bit nervous right there you had a you had a full um a what two and a half point cushion there full two and a half points yeah but a field goal a last you know i guess they weren't the saints weren't going to kick a field goal at the end <laughs> to lose by one unless it was to appease gamblers everywhere yeah uh, or some gamblers somewhere right maybe they're maybe they're gambling on their own games you don't know yeah Let's see. My, my second bet was uh, Arizona at Seattle under 51. And uh, it came in comfortably under as well. 38 points was the final. I was pretty happy watching um, the score on that one as the score stayed low. It was only like nine to six at the half, I think. Nine to three, I think. And then. And it was a nine to three. Yeah. Yes, it was. 93. 93 first half, 10 to 6 second half. So, And the, the first touchdown didn't come until fourth quarter. Yeah, that was an ugly game. Unless it was a frenzy at the very end, then, then the uh, under <laughs> was relatively safe for the entirety of that one. It seems like unders in general have come through a lot this season. The, the, the scoring has been way down in the league. Mm-hmm. Is this because defenses have finally figured out how to play against uh, modern passing attacks? Or is there some I, other reason? I still think officiating has a lot to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're trying to officiate the fun out of the games. No big plays. No one gets rewarded. No one's allowed to be happy. That's my, that's my uh, personal thought. <laughs> Well, the Chiefs have been victimized on some big pass interference penalties. Or or just um, an eligible man downfield uh, took a touchdown off the board yeah. in this uh, last yeah. game. And then they have a iffy, pop pass, iffy offensive pass interference on Kelsey. They have the fairly minor taunt, I think, from Juju Smith-Schuster on his big game. They basically took them back to the where they were originally. So in that- just those two penalties there... We're only, it's like 25 yards in penalties, but the Kelsey um, offensive pass interference took a 31 pass, 31 yard pass play off. It was more like a 41 yard penalty than a 10 yard penalty, which just goes down in the, in the books anyway. And yeah. So, yeah, and those things end up hurting. Well, the I mean, ineligible man downfield, um, the Chiefs ended up with no points on that drive that was the interception uh that Mahomes threw in the end zone yeah and which the, uh, 
Kelsey, um, offensive pass interference call. They would have been first and 10 at the 11 and instead moved back to the uh, chief side of the field. They did manage a field goal there, but. Uh, yeah, they had still had to move a lot for Yeah, it, it pushed them way back. So, yeah, there were a lot of points that the Chiefs left on the board, I think. I guess you could say the same for the Bills, but it was, yeah, it was a close game. There, there were no um, crazy decisions that backfired, like uh, fourth down calls um, that were like blatantly weird or strange or no fake, no fake uh, kick attempts or nothing yeah. like that really was like, you could point to as being like, this is why they lost. Um, you could maybe argue some of the play calling towards the end when they were on offense. The one, this, this possession before, like before the Bills scored their touchdown, the Chiefs were ahead and had the ball. Mm-hmm. And they went three and out, you know, because they had two runs on first and second down. Mm-hmm. I think continuing to call runs on second and long is stupid. The Chiefs do that. I think they seem like they do that more than any team in the league. They run on they run on second. They, they see second and long as a running play. So second and ten, let's run the ball, and then we get three yards. So it's third and seven, and we think, well, because Mahomes can do it, whatever he wants, uh, he's gonna get. Do it, but why? Why do we make? Why do we make Mahomes wait till third down to be able to throw the ball? You know, it's mm. it's it's silly. I think it's actually that they they ex- they assume that everyone's going to pass on second and long, so they decide to run as a as a temp- an attempt to outthink the other team that's definitely playing pass, and they run and they still don't get anything on it. Yeah, they don't get anything anyway. That's a, it's unfortunate when that happens. And they like to run. They like to run on second and short too, which is also a waste, because mm-hmm. second and shorts when you know you have already you're already in manageable third down position if you don't if you don't get anything, and you should just um, you should just I think go for a pass, take a shot. Yeah, yeah. Maybe and not just go for a pass, but go, go a on, big pass. Yeah. That's the uh, yeah. that's the conventional thinking though, Mike. I think. Uh, they don't. I don't think they like that. I think they whatever is convention. They I think they try to do the other thing. They do try to be. I think they do try to get too cute nuts and mm-hmm. uh, at times. And I think they they take the ball out of Mahomes' hands at the wrong times because you know I I think if you want the game to be won, I think you want the ball in the hands of your best players. Mm-hmm. And running backs just running the ball are not the Chiefs' best players. I mean, it's no uh, Matt, Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers and the playoffs taking the ball <laughs> out of your best player stand situation, but it's in that same sort of realm, at least. Yeah, it seems like maybe the Packers have mi- missed their shot at having uh, their uh, Aaron Rodgers in his prime. He seems pretty pedestrian this year mm-hmm. and not being able to throw the ball terribly well. And the Packers have been not so great. No, not so great. I, I, I heard uh, one one line was that uh, after, I guess after the game, Rogers was asked um, about about their performance, and he thought that they needed to simplify their offense. And uh, Matt Lafleur said he didn't understand what that meant <laughs> when asked about that that question. Already simplified. <laughs> That's <was> fine. <laughs> So, um, not understanding the concept of simplifying is is funny in itself, though, isn't it? Is it not? Yeah. Speaking of um, so bad quarterback play, we were talking about we talked a little about Russell Wilson. Um, 
And uh, how, how many touchdown passes does Russell Wilson have this year? Oh, through six, through six games. I think it's not very many. Um, is the, well, they did score one touchdown. Mon- yes, Monday night. But uh, I can't think how they did it. I'm going to say three touchdown passes. He has five. He does have okay. five. <laughs> well, that's five. Still less, less than one per game then. Mm-hmm. Five would tie him with Cooper Rush. With Joe Flacco, who only played three games. He hasn't played, hasn't played all the games, right? Daniel Jones, who's leading the surprising Giants, and Davis Mills of the Texans. Texans all have five. Yeah, the, the touchdown numbers have been down for everybody this year. Um, even you know, Matthew Stafford only has six. Jalen Hurts, six. Kyler Murray. Jacoby Brissett, Marcus Mariota, Ryan Tannehill, they're all with six touchdown passes. So they're so even you know several starting quarterbacks have only averaged one touchdown pass a game. That would be only 17 over the entire year. And that's not very many uh, for a modern NFL quarterback. Uh, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are, of course, leading uh, the league with 17 touchdowns each passing. Uh, four more than Lamar so Jackson. He, even if they quit at this game, they'd still average one per game for the team's games, right? So yes, so even if they quit now, they would at at, at uh, his current pace. Russell Wilson would would equal them in week seventeen. He would he would he could hope for that that total yeah. at the end of the season. Yes. Uh, Russell Wilson is among the lead, lead league leaders in being sacked by quarter uh, as well. Do you know who has been sacked the most at the quarterback position? Ooh, yeah. let's see. I remember seeing uh, Stafford was sacked a lot. I think in the first week, but I don't know if he's been sacked any time since then. Matthew uh, Stafford's been sacked twenty-two times that's a lot of hits in six games that is good for third place okay two or two above him hmm i'll give you a hint one is not going to play quarterback next week ah or is like so uh, cooper rush has he been sacked that many times uh cooper rush has been sacked. Must that be him? Not him. Cooper Rush has only been sacked seven times. He's thir- good for thirtieth on the list. Wow. I, I was going off of the uh, not playing next week. It seems not like playing next week. Prescott's likely back next week. Um, let's see. Pickett. It's probably not him because he hasn't played enough. Um, I don't know. Who, I don't know who. Who is it? Uh, Carson Wentz. Oh, oh yeah. He hurt his oh, finger. He's he going to play next week, is he? No, he's hurt his finger. So he's been sacked 23 times. He's tied with Justin Fields, who's who's a little, a little surprised Justin Fields has been sacked 23 times, given how mobile he is. Yeah, I, wonder, I wonder how many of those um, were like running play slash like option type play that they go down as a sack based on where he was 
Yeah, the Bears, Bears offense has been so yeah. bad. But they're not they're not good though. I was a little surprised Joe Burrow wasn't leading the league. Yeah. He has 21, so does Matt Ryan. Uh Russell Wilson has 20. So he's number he's tied for he has sixth he is in sixth place. Um Where, where's uh, Mahomes on that list? Mahomes has been sacked eleven times in six games. It seems like he's been pressured way more than that. Mahomes is he's he is mobile, but he's also very nifty and nimble in the in, in the pocket so he doesn't get sacked as much as do you like that um spinorama play um in the most recent or did you, did you get to watch was it on um tv for you could, could you see it i was able to watch the game yeah I, I i had a power outage that went out in early in the uh first quarter okay uh, so i didn't see the touchdown that was called back so i missed okay. that part of the drive the power went out for like a minute but my, it, I, I got it on Paramount Plus, uh, so uh, the modem was out, so I had to wait for the modem to reset. So it took about three or four minutes to get back on. Uh, uh, so I missed that part with Chiefs were driving, that first drive. Uh, but yeah, Mahomes has been sacked 11 times. And how many times do you think Uh, Josh Allen has been sacked this year. The Chiefs, um, did not, Chiefs did not sack Josh Allen. I think not Not very many. Chris Jones got one. I would say fewer times than uh, Mahomes has been sacked. You're right. I'll say not that many fewer. He's been sacked nine times. Right. Was, my, my guess is going to be eight. So, The quarterbacks that have played six games, started six games, you might be surprised that Justin Herbert has only been sacked seven times. That leads the league. Because he, he got hit a few times in the game he's with the Chiefs. Yeah. Because he was – so he's only been sacked seven times this year. And he, he didn't um, miss a game with the injury either. No. He's played all the games, all the snaps. Yeah. That's, that's pretty impressive that he's um, managed to avoid getting, that, getting hit that many times. Uh, especially with the uh, trying to protect ribs. Another another surprising stat you might find: uh, Tua Tagovailoa has only been sacked six times, despite <laughs> his um, injury. Oh, he's missed three games. He's, already, he's, four games. He's, yeah, he, well, he's missing parts of. He's, he's started four games, so he's missed two full games and part of another. Mm-hmm. So yeah, two and a half. Um, how was your um, your third pick, man? What was we should really wrap that up? Oh yeah, my third pick was Tampa Bay Pittsburgh. I picked the under. Uh, the final it was forty three and a half, and it managed to squeak under. Well, uh, the total was twenty to eighteen, so it was thirty eight. So actually, not that uh, far, uh, not fairly comfortably under. 20 to 18 Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh scored more than I thought they would, but Tampa scored far fewer than I thought they would. So it worked out. What was your third pick, Andrew? Uh, my, my third pick was the, um, I had Dallas plus five at Philly. It was a pretty close game, but uh, Philly ended up winning by nine. Yeah. So I did not win that, did not win that one. It was, it was, it was fairly close. They had a couple chances anyway. So you went two and one. Two and one. I went two and one. Yes. 
is much better than our previous week, our historically awful week of each were 0 and 3. Um, I think I was down to 5 and 10 on the year. We're at 4 and 11. And now we are up to, I'm up to 7 and 11 in my picks. That's 7 right. correct bets, 11 incorrect bets, minus 400. That's right. And I was at 6 and 12. 6 and 12. Minus, minus 600. 600. So you've been, so you've been losing an average of 100 dollars per week <laughs> yes um i am not much better i'm at 66 dollars and 67 cents per week <laughs> but we're, we're on the up i think we're on the i think we're on really on the upswing i think that last week was just a, a blip to discourage us and really we're we've been on the upswing the last few weeks Uh, before we uh, talk about next week, is there anything else in uh, the NFL this week that caught your eye? Ooh. Um, uh, somehow um, Atlanta continues to win against the spread. They're undefeated against the spread on the season. Is that, uh, is that interesting to you? That is interesting to me. Well, they're partly because Atlanta has been better than anybody thought they would be. I think because uh, it seemed like there's going to be a full-on rebuilding year probably in Atlanta, but now they are tied actually with a division lead with Tampa. And if not for that kind of uh, bad, one of those bad roughing the passer penalties, they might have been able to even beat Tampa last week. So mm -hmm. it seems then they, like- Then they beat uh, the 49ers. Yeah, they beat the 49ers fairly handily, so. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, 20, 2014 was the uh, total on that one. And they've, they've lost three games only by a total of uh, uh, 11 point total, 11 points total. So they've been in, they've, their biggest defeat was by six points. So, so yeah, big, only three and three on the year, but, but six and oh against the spread. Is that uh, going to factor into your picks this week? I thought about it. I thought about they're were, they were, uh, plus six against. Bengals. I did not. I did not pull the trigger on that one. How about you? No. Uh, it was on my list, but I, um, I, I did not. I did not choose it though. But well, yes, the Bengals at home. Hang down to that till. Yeah, I, I thought maybe. I think maybe. You know, I think maybe the Bengals might win by more than that. I, by well, I wasn't confident either way, so I didn't want to go with it. Uh, before we talk about uh, next week's best, do you want to talk a little bit about baseball? Let's do it. We are now in the league championship series. Four teams remain. Two of them, I think, were expected to be here. Both of those teams are in the American League, mm -hmm. New York and Houston. And then we have two very surprised teams that neither of us expected, but I think both of us are, are happy to see. And that's the, the Phillies and the Padres. Each of us had a pick of who we wanted to, to make it to the World Series, both still alive. Um, the, the teams that we expected to be there are out. Or one of them is, at least, anyway, the Nationals are Yeah, I, I wanted the Yankees because I, partly because I thought they were the only team that could beat Houston. Mm -hmm. And now they have to beat Houston. Uh, 
you know, it's, it's surprising rooting for the Yankees, given the fact that they aren't the most lovable team. But they, they, they've, you know, they, Aaron Judge is a big story this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they haven't. When was the last year the Yankees won the World Series? Right around 2000, wasn't it? 2009. They defeated the Phillies in six games. Mm. The Phillies had won, of course, the previous year, I believe, 2008, right? Yeah, so uh, what, what do you think about the, the new format for this year? Uh, previous years, they'd had the, like, the one-game playoff with the wildcard teams for who would get to be the wildcard. Um, now it's a three-game series with two teams in each league getting a bye, essentially, four or five days off, um, while the wild card round is played. Um, some of those teams uh, struggled pretty heavily. Three of the four uh, teams that had byes struggled very Yeah, the Yankees the round. were down two to one. They had to win the last two to beat the Indians, or the Guardians. I'm, I'm sorry, they're not the Guardians. Yeah, the Dodgers lost to the Padres and the Braves lost to the Phillies. So it was the, the only team the, that did the, the Dodgers lost in four and the Phillies won in in uh did they sweep? It was three it was it was also in four. Also in four, okay. Yes, yeah, so they each won in four games. The, the underdogs each won in four games. And Cleveland had a chance to win in four games. And, yeah, the only team that really handled business, I guess, was uh, Houston, which swept the Mariners. Mm-hmm. But that's because perhaps Houston still cheats. Is that, is that, our, is that our official position? Well, yeah, I mean, we can't rule it out. And, and they weren't really punished for, for their scandal, so... It's still too early for, uh, for I think, either of us to appreciate having Houston this deep into the playoffs. Does that sound right? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't want Houston to win. You might even know. Did you know? Did you see uh, the picture of Zach Grinke at the uh, Astros Mariners game? Oh, was, was he there? He went with his family, and his kids were all dressed in Mariners attire really even though he spent several seasons playing for the astros right <laughs> interesting he doesn't seem to leave on good terms with the teams frequently yeah he's well he's an interesting guy to mm. say the least uh he he i think he he does his own thing mm-hmm. all the time and i think that is both endearing to people and also very frustrating for people. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I, I, I could see it. I can see him rubbing people the wrong way, but. It's not like he's um, open to coming back to the Royals next season. Nothing's um, official as of now. Yeah, he had a good season, 3.68 ERA. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't have a winning record, but neither did the Royals. Right. So. I guess he's he's still he he hasn't won a World Series though, right? He, I don't believe so. He's been on some playoff teams since he left the Royals, but I don't think he's won his. Um, World Series, but he is. 
yeah, he might. So if he, if he wants to stick around in the year and, and possibly make the playoffs, I don't think the Royals are the team to play with, but that might not really matter so much to Grinky. He has Grinky now is his totals. He's won 223 games. It's impressive. Uh, for, especially in the modern era. He's lost 141. Uh, which I think is the, is more than anyone else active. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he started. Went, he did um, appear in two World Series with Houston, 2019-2021, um, when they lost the Nationals and Braves. Then. If you were. Yeah. The, the, uh, yeah. Do you know who the current leader for active wins is mm. active win leader, current leader. I would guess um, maybe Verlander. It is Verlander, 244. Yeah. Grinky, 223. Pretty steady since his. Uh, did, 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 he, did he lose 20 games in his first season? Verlander? Yeah. I think he was one of those guys that like they brought him up and like when he first came up he was um those were some of the other uh lost a lot of games. I mean that those were some of the other uh I think Mike Monroth and people like that, some of the other Detroit pitchers. Uh Verlander, his first year, his first full season, he went 17 oh, yeah, and nine. He went 17 and nine. He did lose 17 games one year. But yeah, he's on the Astros now. Yeah. He also has yet to win. Verlander came up almost the same time as uh, as Grinky. Yeah, Verlander came up in 2005, 2006. Grinky was Grinky in uh, 2004. Yeah. was his first year. He was he, Grinky was young young when he came up. He was only 20 years old. He had a 3.97 ERA in his age 20 season. Then he lost 17 games his second season. Yeah. And then went to the bullpen for a while, kind of went out of baseball for a while after that year. Right. And then came back. And yeah, so uh, you know, in the, you know, the, there's only one other pitcher that has more than 200 wins who's active. Hmm. Can you guess? Is it um, with his former teammate, Max Scherzer? It is Max Scherzer. He's at 201. There are two who are close. One who will pass 200, oh, maybe, is Clayton Kershaw, is if he plays next year. There's some, isn't there some possibility that he won't play next year? Uh, who? Kershaw. Kershaw. Um, I don't know. Is it? Is there? You think he's going to retire or? or um... Or uh, is he dealing with injuries? Is he thinking about taking a year off for injury? Said he was undecided on retiring. Okay, he'll he'll be back then. But then I see he reiterated his plan to play in twenty twenty three two days ago. Yeah, so maybe he's going to play. I One guy who's going to they ask players that right after the season's over, and they always say they're going to evaluate it, and yeah, they're all they'll always be back. One the guy so Kershaw has a hundred and. 97 wins. 
Adam Wainwright as 195. Ooh, I wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have thought of Wainwright. But he's going to retire, isn't he? Wasn't he along so. with along with Yachty and uh, uh, Pujols? Were they all going to retire this year? I think so. I think that was their death although, pack although or something. Pujols was um, had a, such a great last month. It seemed like maybe he would um, reconsider. Yeah, maybe he will. Maybe you never know. He may, he sounded fairly confident at the, at the end of the year that he was uh, ready to ready to call it. So yeah, um, yeah. What, so what, what do you think that do you like this current format though of the uh, five game division? Go back to that. I I the thing I don't like. I, I don't mind. I don't mind the current format. I don't like that. There's they got they got rid of the one game playoff for the division lead, uh, which would have been a, a Mets Braves one game, one hundred sixty three uh, game one sixty three mm-hmm. to determine who won the division. Right. I don't like the tiebreaker procedures. I think they should have a, a one game playoff and then do the current format. I don't think that really hurts anything. I think they didn't like the year. Was it the year before or two years before where they had like three teams had to play. There was like a tie scenario where they had to play a couple of games and not just one to determine where everything splits. I think I think that's probably a reaction to that. Yeah, but that's well, a, how often does that happen? Yeah, no. That's well. That was I think that was it. That was the only time. It's ever yeah, yeah. So, sure. but the the more teams you add, the more likely there's going to be ties because usually the top two teams have some separation from each other, but then it usually bunches up. You know, get down to like five, six, seven. That's true. There's usually some bunching there, and I think the odds of it um, being, you know, in different divisions with tie records is higher, and then it creates more possibility for, you know, having to play this sort of game about who plays who and what order, and and how many games you might have to figure out to. I guess so. I guess that's right. I would have liked to see the Mets and Braves one one game though, because that because that would have determined because that that was either you were a wild card team or you were. The number two seed mm-hmm. in the league, and so that was, you know, I think a big deal. The tiebreak kind of was not so good. I would have, like, you know, you, I, you I, chaos in those scenarios, though. Like, you want as many teams tied as possible, just so it can be a messy <laughs> to un to un, un unfurl the uh the, the giant knot that the, those can become. Yeah, it's it's almost unfair to have a one game baseball <laughs> playoff. Because you may as well flip a coin because it's basically every baseball game so random. I guess the Roy- guess we were lucky because the Royals had that brilliant one game comeback against the A's in the 2014 wild card. That wouldn't have been a memorable moment had it not been a one year one, one game play. Mm-hmm. They, they likely wouldn't have um, made it to the World Series the next year if they lost that game. <laughs> no, I think they I think they carried that. Um, I think so too, and I think the whole next it, season. I think that gave them momentum and also gave them confidence that they could beat playoff teams, not just beat the A's to get into the thing, but they, mm-hmm. they rolled, they rolled the uh, angels, they rolled the uh, Orioles and then they almost beat the giants and then they rolled through uh, the next year. So it was, yeah, I think that was, that was, uh, what do you think of the new, the new format? I mean, I think maybe it's okay to have that um, three-game series to start with, but I think I think this round should be seven games for the for the division round. I think so too. I think seven games because, I, especially if you want to advance, if you want to give somebody the advantage of having the buy, you also probably want to give them the advantage of seven games because it's less random than five. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't think it really. Because yeah, because the, yeah, the um the buy turned into a detriment more than a an advantage. Like maybe they got a little healthier, but then they seemed like they were rustier. Um, because yeah, three three of the teams struggled. Two of them ended up losing. One, the uh, Yankees ended up managing to like recover in time to mm-hmm. still win their series. But uh, I don't think that's how they wanted to end their season when they expected probably to at least be in the World Series. Yeah. But nearly losing in the in a round that they had to wait to play. They did have a couple of rainouts in this in that round too, which made it made the uh, series go longer than it should have in yeah, time. <laughs> but yeah, that was we, weird. Two different two real, games were rained out. Did you, you notice that? Yeah, two two games were yeah two games were rained out. Uh, four and five maybe, or three and five. So. Yeah, four got four got rained out, pushed back a day, and then five got rained out, pushed back a day. Also, yeah. So who do you like in these uh, championship series? Well, I think um, the in the National League, it's the two teams that we want. Each of us won, wanted one of the teams there. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll stick with my uh, Padres guess. Okay, uh, I'll stick with the Phillies. The Phillies, yeah. I'll stick with the Phillies. We we both had the uh, Yankees on the American League side. The team that I wanted to win was has already lost in Seattle. Yeah. Um, so it still leaves my expectation team of the Yankees. Uh, so I can't root for Houston. I don't want to root for the Yankees either. So, uh, so we'll either have I, a. I will say that I expect the Yankees to be there. I don't want them to be there. If, if the Yankees don't win, want Houston to be there, <laughs> you'll either have a rematch of the 1998 World Series where they beat the Padres, or the 2009 World Series where they beat the Phillies. So you have that to look forward to. Right. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure the. The uh, Major League Baseball was upset that the Yank that the uh, Dodgers and Yankees did not meet. That would have been a big clash. But I think Houston, a Houston Padres, Astros Padres, I think is the least uh, least appealing for Major League Baseball. I would say. What do you think? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Typically, they want. Um... The biggest markets to be in the game, unless there's a lovable team that um, you know might draw eyeballs for. Uh, let's see how if they can upset the the giant or something like that. But the Royals were kind of that lovable team for some. I think I th- it could they at least um, yeah they could have been they could have been um, you know pitched that way for uh, for marketing yeah. reasons. I don't think you can so. pick any team that Manny Machado is on as a being lovable team. Lovable. Yeah, no, I don't. I think this is Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah, yeah, the Padres have been remade so much that yeah, they're they're not as um, likable as they had been. No, um, maybe and, even just earlier this season. So that's yeah, kind of a kind of disappointing. Anyway, and Bryce Harper something was hasn't been the most likable player either. Right, the Phillies. So the I don't. Phillies at least a big city. It's a big city. I think. I think. San Diego yeah. is not necessarily a big. city city it's not small but it's not a big city it's yeah it's in california which is a big state so maybe that's enough uh for major league baseball to be satisfied with they probably they probably they they may like the phillies um yankees because that's that's a very old but it doesn't really incorporate the whole country though so i think they're like the um new york california sort of rivalry 
I think baseball is going to hope for that. Okay. But I could I could see either. I could see. I think they just want the Yankees to be in it. I don't think it really matters. I don't think anybody wants to see the Astros in another World Series. No. Other than the Houston metropolitan area. Which is what? like the Sizable. I think, it's, I think it's the fourth largest city. Maybe pressing into the top three even potentially if it's coming up. Uh, yeah, I think it's grown a lot population-wise. So right now, oh, okay. So actually, Houston is the fourth largest city, but Dallas is the fourth largest metropolitan area. Houston okay. is fifth largest. They're still both about two million below Chicago. Earth number three. Okay. Philadelphia is number seven with more than six million. Uh, San Diego is seventeenth, three point three million. Hmm. So New York, Philly would be the biggest metro areas. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think yeah. So big, you know, baseball for for television purposes is looking at that for for their uh, marketing possibilities and yeah, having the two largest metropolitan areas um, in that World Series would be probably best for them. But I think in this case, it's maybe not the best because they probably want the um, more of the country incorporated than just the Northeast. Yeah. So, I don't know. I would, I would like to see Bryce Harper win, win a World Series just to get back at, at the uh, Nationals for uh, winning without him, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I and I think that'll be, I would be, I, I, Philadelphia is known as as a as a very gritty sports town and, and, and as their fans are have a notorious reputation. So I think having that kind of element, Philadelphia and New York together would mm-hmm. be a fun series because I'm sure Philadelphia sees, you know, they're a lot like New York in a lot of ways, but but a smaller version. And yeah, I think that could be a fun, that could be a fun series. And I'm in Pennsylvania right now, so I'm, I can see that. How many, how many Phillies games have you gone to this year? I've gone to zero Phillies games. (laughs) I've gone to zero Phillies games in my life, I think. Never at all? No. I may have seen the Royals. Play the like, Phillies year, yeah. years ago, but probably not. I don't know if probably I've ever not. seen. Yeah, they're interleague. Yeah, I'm. I'm a. I'm on the Pirates side of Pennsylvania, so. Yeah, how many Pirates games did you go to this year? I haven't got any this year. I went to one last year. <laughs> also zero. I went to one last year, so. Okay. Uh, you know, I've I've also gone to some. Oh, I have seen the Phillies minor league affiliate play. Oh. I saw them play the Pirates minor league uh, affiliate they, in Altoona. Do they have a ridiculous um? Ridiculous name. The Altoona team is the Altoona Curve. Uh, There's a famous railroad curve that goes through Altoona. Uh, But they have a curve mascot, and they also have Altoona, a fish mascot as well. Um, Naturally. And they are the uh, double-A affiliate of the pirates and the Redding, uh, Redding, Pennsylvania is the Phillies uh, uh, double A team. And I've been anywhere. Is that near you at all? Redding? 
uh, it's closer to Philly. Yeah. The um, uh, Harrisburg has the Washington, Harrisburg Senators are the Washington Nationals. Right. And so there are three double uh, A teams in kind of uh, central-ish Pennsylvania. There's also the Erie Sea Wolves, where the Detroit Tigers. Uh, so, so Philadelphia. I mean, Pennsylvania has four double uh, A teams. And two major. Can you, teams. Um, can you tell me what a uh, sea wolf is? Is it a? Is it like um, a dog-like land <laughs> that resides in water? Or is it, is it like some kind of fish that... Uh... It's supposed to be a wolf, at least the sea wolf. The sea wolf, as it's, I'm reading about the eerie sea wolves, sea wolf is a historical epithet for sailors who engaged in piracy. Oh. So therefore, they have oh. a wolf with an eye patch as their logo. Naturally. Of which, which makes it seem like they're affiliated with the Pittsburgh Pirates, but they're actually affiliated with the Detroit Tigers. Yeah. Because Erie is actually pretty close to... Erie's only a couple hours away from uh, Pittsburgh. Okay. Shall we move on to this week's NFL? I think we should. Picks. With, our, with our new picks? Yeah. Where, where are we starting this time? I'll go ahead. I, since I lost with the Chiefs last week, I'm going back to I'm, I'm going back to the well, and I'm going to bet the Chiefs this week. Okay. They are playing at San Francisco. They're currently three-point favorites. I'm going to go with Chiefs minus three to beat. I think they will beat the 49ers. And I think the Chiefs are probably looking to have a kind of a statement game after their loss against Buffalo. So I think they're going to come out strong. And and also I think that they there's maybe, I don't know if there's bad blood between the teams, but there's there's a, there's a lingering Super Bowl uh, victory. They, will have, they probably want to beat the 49ers again. Mm-hmm. Show it wasn't a fluke. Although the 49ers might really want to beat the Chiefs as well. Avenge that loss, possibly. But I like the 49ers came off a bad loss to the Falcons. They don't have much of an offense. Their running game, they're they're injured. Their running backs are are hurt. Um, I think I think I I like the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs will win. So a field goal I think is is worth uh, plus uh, minus three isn't, isn't, isn't too much to, to overcome. Really, if you, if you think they're going to win, you think they'll win by more than a field goal anyway. Yeah, and if it's a field, if it's not if it's just a field goal, I'd at least come out of the push. Maybe so. um, two safeties. That two was safety. <laughs> I think I think they'll win by a touchdown. That seems like a safe, at least a full guess. If not, do you like do you like that game for your, one of your bets? I I do that. That's one of the ones them. I've been um, relatively successful at recently was uh, was betting on the over under in the Chiefs game. Um, I think this may be more of a defensive struggle than than um, the line suggests. It isn't a super high line, but it's um, 48 and a half points. Um, I mean, I'm going to take the under on that. I think I think it is going to be a little more defensive. San Francisco's offense has not been that impressive. I think, uh, I think we're in for a fairly low scoring game from them, at least. So I think that may be low enough that the uh, yeah the 49ers this season manage keep that under get the win and keep it under so but I'm going to take the under on this game. They had one high scoring game. Again at the Panthers they won 37 to 15. 
other than that, they have they've, they've scored 10, 27, 10, 24, and 14. So yeah, I think I think the um, yeah, the 49ers offense I don't think is that strong. You know, I think Chiefs are getting a lot of their players back. Willie Gay's coming back. I think uh, McDuffie will be back. Mm-hmm. So I think that will strengthen. I think the Chiefs defense will be stronger this week than it was last week. And they only allowed 24. Buffalo, who has a better offense. It's maybe the best offense than, in the league. Yeah, but yeah, certainly better than the 49ers offense. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's going to be away. But yeah, I, think, I don't think that's a bad bet. Yeah. How about uh, how about your second bet? My second bet is one that I'm uh, I, I I think is an interesting one. The, it's it's a team that's not. I'm betting on a team that's not very good at, but they're at home. This is the Washington Commanders, and Washington is missing their starting quarterback uh, Carson Wentz for the game. But their backup is Taylor Heineke, who has been a decent quarterback for the. Washington over the past couple of years. He started a playoff game. He uh, had a he started he was the starting quarterback uh, last year, I believe. And he uh, let me close the stats real quick. Last he year have, he seemed to have the uh, the team behind him. He did. He was seven and eight as a starter last year. Passed for over 3,400 yards, 20 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. You know, so he's not a great quarterback, but I think he's somebody that is inspiring to Washington. Mm -hmm. And he's their guy. And their favorite, uh, they're they're playing Green Bay, who's favored by five and a half. I don't think Green Bay has shown they can beat anybody by five and a half on the road, especially. So I like Washington with the points to keep it close. Green Bay's offense hasn't been good, you know. I, th- I think, yeah, I think Washington can keep keep up with Green Bay. That's my guess. That's my hope. <laughs> it's possible this is the week Aaron Rodgers turns it around and scores and throws five touchdown passes, and Green Bay rolls thirty-one to six. But basically, we couldn't both uh, be thirty-five to six. We couldn't. Uh, it wouldn't be scores five touchdown passes. I guess they could miss four extra points and still only get thirty-one points. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, I think I, it could be that week. But I, I, I'm picking. I think Green Bay still might win, but I think the five and a half. There's a lot. Five and a half points is a lot of points on the mm-hmm. road. Mm-hmm. How about your? How about your second pick? Um, I think I'm going to go to an underdog for the uh, second pick too, and um, I'm looking at the uh, Carolina um, game at, at home against. Tampa, even though Carolina in disarray, I think can cover the 11 point spread that they have. Um, I think Tampa's offense has not been terribly impressive recently. I think uh, Carolina's been pretty decent um, at covering the spread, too. Um, so, um, yeah, it's a home stick, game. Stick with that yeah. for now. Yeah, Tampa lost their last home, actually lost their last away game at a team that they were favored to beat handily. Steelers last week. No, I, so. I'm sorry, I was wrong. Carolina is terrible at covering the spread. I'm going to go with it anyway. One in five. <laughs> worse <laughs> well, 11 worse than the NFL, but 11 points is like even that should be coverable. 
against yeah. a team, team who's not playing well. Pretty much disarray. Brady's angry with his offensive line. He's not even showing. He's going to Robert Kraft's wedding on Saturday rather than showing up at the at the. Uh... Yeah, yeah. That that doesn't sound um, like a great scenario for a team being you know well uh, playing well together. And he's also going through that divorce. It seems like with mm-hmm. Giselle. So it seems like he's not maybe his head's not in it. Maybe maybe next year he'll be back in the. I think he, it seems like he's just going to keep playing as long as he wants now that he's uh, maybe getting a divorce. Possibly. Because I think, I think it's his wife who really wanted him to stop playing. Yeah. And that was a sticking point, maybe. And that's why when he decided to come back, maybe that was what, uh, what did it. But Brady well, is, he's, yeah, he's not looking as sharp as he was last year. Neither is Rodgers. So I think we're both, we're both uh, not excited about the aging quarterbacks on the road. Yeah. As favorites this this week, that's true. I think Washington's a little better team than Carolina is, mm-hmm. but they also have five and a half more points to work with. So I think I think both yeah. those bets could be could be solid, or they could just turn out to be blowouts. It could be terrible, yeah. Big spread though, eleven points. Big spread, yeah. How about uh, how about your third pick? My third pick is an over under. And this is uh, at Dallas. This is the Lions at the Cowboys. The Lions are coming off a bye, but they are coming off also a zero-point performance at New England last week uh, and or the week before. And the Cowboys have a strong defense. And you've heard of that as not ideal. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think. Yeah, I suboptimal. And we don't know who the Cowboys' starting quarterback is going to be. Rush kind of turned back into the pumpkin that. He wasn't really playing that well. He was just riding the coattails of his defense, really, for, that, for those four mm. victories. Dak Prescott has that injured hand. You know, you need your hand, your thumb to throw the ball well. Breaking, so, breaking news on morning trip power hour. <laughs> so it's an under 48. So I could, I, could, I could see the Cowboys holding the Lions 10 points, 17 points. I don't see them scoring themselves more than 30 points. So I, I like the under there. Under forty, it has um, been pretty prolific at scoring, though. Too, yeah, that? they were for the first few weeks. They were really high scoring. Then they not scored. necessarily against good defenses, though. I think too. no, they yeah. scored a lot against the Eagles. A lot of that was in garbage time. I think the, the Dal- I think Dallas's defense might be the best in the NFC. And uh, especially with Michael Parsons playing well, I, I think. You know this. This is a this matchup of of traditional Thanksgiving hosts. I think will be. I think the Cowboys. I think I don't know whoever's whoever's quarterback for the Cowboys. I think will. Um, Seems as though Dak should be back soon. It sounded like he was already talking about being healthy last week, but I do think the Dallas wanted to ride his win streak as long. Cooper Rush's win streak as long as they could. Too, I think that I think that's something like mental about about um, you know a team not wanting to break with what they're doing if they're still winning. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I I think that the Cooper Rush last week. Now, now that that's over. I think it's um, one touchdown, three picks. Yeah. He only threw for a hundred and. 
two yards against the Rams the week before, but they still won. So, yeah, I think he's... That may be a, a sign to go ahead and make that change back, it seems like. As long as, as, long as Dak is healthy. Yes, well, I, I, I'm thinking that whoever starts is probably not uh, going to be too terribly uh, powerful mm. as a, in terms of you know, getting throwing the ball well down, you know, way downfield, getting lots of touchdowns, things like that. The the Cowboys' running game even was Ezekiel Elliott and uh, Tony Pollard has been kind of iffy lately. Yeah. So I don't know where those points are coming from on Dallas, and if they can hold the Lions, I think that's I like that bet. How about you for your third bet? My my third bet. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow your advice, even though you've not actually bet on them this season even though you've been talking about them a lot and they're definitely your darling team uh the new york giants keep winning my new york giants um, the g they're, they're an underdog um on the road against jacksonville this week uh only three points but still um i'm gonna take the giants plus three at, at jacksonville yeah jacksonville looks like when, when they when they beat uh the Chargers on the road it looked like oh maybe jacksonville's turning around maybe trevor lawrence is Mm-hmm. The real deal, but I think they've lost. They lost three straight, and, and not so great. I think in some of those games. Yeah, they've uh, lost the last three. Eagles twenty nine twenty one. No, nothing bad there. Thirteen to six. The Texans at home, not so good. Lost at yeah. the Colts thirty four twenty seven. Team they shut out before, mm-hmm. but the Colts I think are turning it around. I think they're not. I don't think they're as bad as. I think maybe that there's they were ever as bad as they started. And but anyway, I don't think Jack, yeah, Jacksonville a little livelier maybe than they have been. But you know, Giants have been beating some good teams. They beat, you know, they haven't been doing it by much. They've won, you know, they won on the road against the Titans, they mm-hmm. beat the Ravens at home. So they don't even have to win this game, they just have to lose by less than a field goal. So yeah. It's a team that's not in a great position. I mean, just you see the uh, just the records: Giants at five and one, Jaguars at two and four. You'd think that the Giants would be able to win that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they beat the Packers just, just on, on on wins. So yeah, it, that, the idea would be that they would, so it's not going to be bad weather. You give two, you give two or three points to the home team usually. Mm-hmm. I don't think Jacksonville's much of a home field advantage for any. They don't have a terribly raucous atmosphere. I don't think so. so that's almost like saying on the neutral field that they would favor Jacksonville or, or at least a pick them game, which, which seems a little strange to me. So I, I, I would see, I see the giants as coming into their own under Brian Dable. Jacksonville did manage um, 60,000 fans to their uh, game against their um, that ugly game against the Texans. <laughs> 68,000 seat stadium, 88% capacity. Not bad. Maybe they do. They might not. Place, Mike. They might not come back uh, if, if if that if that Texans game was uh, any indication. They might, yeah. they might. Well, there might be more. New, there might be a lot of New York fans. It's Florida. A lot of uh, snowbirds. A lot of retirees. Most of them are probably Southern Florida rather than Jacksonville, but there has been not a bit of cold snap this week. So maybe 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 they will all um, flock down to uh, to Jacksonville. Yeah, I can see that. So yeah, maybe it'll be a sort of a a home-ish game for at least not more neutral environment for 
So yeah, I like I like your I like the Giants, but I always I always like your picks. I always like my picks. Yeah, we do terribly. So what is that? What does that tell? But well, we're on the upswing. So I think we're on the upswing for sure. Let's see. Uh, two more weeks is possible. I could be back to five hundred. You could be over five hundred in two weeks. Yeah, if I have two two undefeated weeks, even even just going five and one these next mm-hmm. two weeks, uh, uh, I could I could even miss a bet and still I'd be five hundred for the season. Yeah. Yeah, that's imminently possible. Yeah, it yeah. is within the realm of possibility. It is very possible, if not probable. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's not probable. <laughs> it's, it is. It's in the realm of probability. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah you can't. Oh, it's possibility. Snake, you do sometimes get snake eyes. You do sometimes get double sixes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If I was truly flipping a coin, it would be I would be I would be um, six uh, one in sixty four chance right to get all of them right. I think so. Two to the sixth. Yeah, one in sixty four. So that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's that, that's that's hard. If I, if I but I I feel I feel my system is better than just trip, trip, uh, flipping a coin. Also, <laughs> flipping a coin probably I would be doing better. We, we could have had a, a ghost um, participant where he picked the game, but then flipped a coin as to which um, side it is, and see how see if the coin flip does as well as we do. Well, that could be a control group. That would be a good. Yeah. Uh, maybe we can yeah. maybe, maybe we can start bringing that in. Uh, Introduce control group. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a good idea. We and pick and we can have it pick different games than than. A do, we can have a dartboard. <laughs> we just put all the games on the dartboard and just fling fling a dart at the board and see which game it picks, <laughs> and then flip a coin as to which side of it it goes to. That sounds yeah. Let's let's uh. You have a dartboard in your office. Uh no, I don't think um the uh, building administrator would be terribly happy with me installing one. <laughs> well, but that doesn't mean I won't. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll put that in the maybe pile. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, yeah. Do we have anything else to add for this week, or should we wrap it up? I think uh, I think that's it for this time. All right. This has been another exciting and informative. Morning Trek Power Hour broadcast. I, as always, am Dr. Michael Worman. He, as usual, is Dr. Andrew Scaff. We are the Morning Trek Power Hour. Please like and or subscribe to our many delivery uh, channels and methods, whether it be YouTube or podcast. And on that note, I wish you good luck in your uh, NFL viewing. And perhaps if you are even uh, brave enough, you're NFL wagering this week. And we'll see you again next week to discuss our victories or perhaps lick our wounds over our losses. Until then, good day. <laughs>